Baruch Hashem, a new day. A new day, a new life. That we can all try and, and create the day that we want to create, which is a day of love, a day of positivity. And like we say, <clears throat> that a person every day needs to strengthen himself and remind himself about why he's here and what his purpose is and how he wants to be. And the first step begins with positive thinking. The first step begins with a person working on himself to see the good, to find the good in <clears throat> yourself and to find the good and to search for the good in others, which is one of the hardest things because we know the Yetzirah starts off and he starts off our day with negativity and he wants us to think negative. He wants us to think today is going to be just like yesterday where, where I can't control my thoughts, where I can't see the good, or I've done this thing wrong, or I've done that thing wrong. And we start off with the Chavetz Chaim, because the Pasuk says, Mi ha'ish ha'chavetz chayim, ha'chavetz chayim o'ev yamim liroz tov, is that who wants life in this world? Man bo'ichai, man bo'ichai, who wants life? Not speaking Lashon Hara and seeing the good is not just something that affects a person's eternal rewards and a person's eternal status, but rather it also affects the way a person exists in this world. A negative person is a negative person. And nobody likes to hang around negativity, let alone when you yourself are feeding your own negativity <coughs> to yourself. So if you start off your day, that's why a person starts off his day, ani. you start off a day with thank you. You start off a day with gratitude. You start off a day with thanking Hashem, which is positivity. You start off a day with finding the good in your situation. <clears throat> now we're going to speak about the subtleties of Lashon Hara. We're on page 94, day 35. Avak Lashon Hara, which means that <clears throat> at times you cannot, it's difficult to do this, but to instigate the listener to talk Lashon Hara. For example, hinting negativity about someone. Even if you don't explicitly speak Lashon Hara, just hinting at something negative, you're not supposed to do. Hinting at something negative. For example, you say, I don't even want to tell you what he did. <coughs> or you say, let's not talk about him. And obviously you say that in a negative way. It's not that you're saying, oh, I don't want to talk about other people. By saying I don't want to talk about other people, that's not a, a sign that that person you, is, did something wrong. But rather you say, oh, let's not talk about him, is also, even though you're not saying something specifically bad about him, but it, it uh, implies negativity. It's too bad I can't tell you what happened to Chaim today at work. Right, that's something that's also avak lashonara. Avak means like the dust of lashonara. So lashonara means I'm saying specifically about that person. I'm saying that I'm saying that this person did something <coughs> wrong, or this person is a bad person, or this person has that. That is pure lashonara. To hint at lashonara is called avak lashonara. I want to just share with you. Someone sent me a text. Yesterday, somebody who listens to the shiurim, very special person who just recently 
I, I, I got in touch with, they, they reached out to me, very, very hush, a very special person, just from the back and forth, hearing the questions that are being asked and the desire to connect to what we're doing over here. So the person sent me yesterday, listen to this, unbelievable. Person sent me yesterday, <clears throat> just to show the effects, and there's a person who's not even here. There's a person who listens to the shiurim um, on, through WhatsApp. Listen to this. Um, I was just talking to a friend of mine who's looking into your yeshiva for next year. So first, I wrote something positive about the yeshiva, <clears throat> and I was about to add, you won't find such a real Rebbe in any other yeshiva. Then I remembered what you said from the Chavetz Chaim. You, you can say, I like this pizza shop, but not that it's the best on the block. Because indirectly, by saying it's the best on the block, you're putting the other one. So I erased the second part and didn't send it. Is that unbelievable? Is that unbelievable? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But it just goes to show you that the sensitivity. You're going ahead and complimenting somebody, and you're saying, oh, that guy's a great guy. But when you say, oh, that guy's you know, my best roommate. So you're not trying to put down your other roommates, but ultimately you are by saying that. As opposed to, I love this pizza shop. I love this yeshiva. I love this person. <clears throat> so it just goes to show how careful even a person in their thinking, the more we can... We, the more, and uh, Yisrael, can I add what we just spoke about? So Yisrael, Yisrael asked me a question right before Shir about what do you do, God willing, when you have your wife and kids and you're going over to your brother's house, you're going over to your sister's house, you're going over to your in-laws, you're going over to your, your brother-in-law's house, wherever you're going and you're taking your family, and you know that your nephews and nieces and you know the cousins and you know the culture is going to be a culture of... Speaking Lashon Hara, was that the question? What? Hashkafa, whatever it is. You're, you're, they're, they're going ahead and they're going to be talking a certain way. Right? They're going to be talking a certain way. That's that, 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 let's say, Lashon Hara. So, so my response is, be the change that you want to see in the world. Meaning. What does that mean, be the change? What it means is I can't fix anybody else. I barely can fix myself, let alone you're going to start fixing other people. The way to do it is if you are a family, and your wife, and your children, and in your mind, you teach and you live with not speaking about other people, and your whole life is positive, and trying to be positive, and focusing on positivity. So then naturally, when your kids go to school, or your kids are in an environment, or your kids are in a situation, and it's negative, or people are talking, they will get it. They will understand it. If you're sitting there pointing out all the negativity that's going around, oh, that's negative, and that's negative, and don't do this or that, so you yourself are being negative. When a person is saying, I'm going to be the, the generator of love, I'm going to be the generator of positivity, I'm going to be the generator of all these wonderful things, that's, that's how a person 
can begin to live his life the way he wants to live his life. So what's incredible just about what this person sent, I think it's incredible, is that you see the effect that the nuances of how a person can think about things and how it could affect every, every statement and every thought that a person goes through. Okay, um, yes? Understanding what I'm saying correctly, so you're talking about like being affected by, by other families or whatever, so you're saying the more we train ourselves that like we're our own person, mm-hmm. so not only is it we're not being negative, but also we're just training ourselves to not, to be our own person, like even if the person's doing bad and we see it, the only reason it's a problem is because we start applying it to ourselves. But if we're training Beautiful. ourselves, then Beautiful. it's us, it's not them, then Beautiful. also the bad things clearly see is not... Beautiful. Very well said, Shlomo Zalman. And just to add, yes, go ahead, Shlomo Zalman. And just to add to what Shlomo Zalman is saying, to add to Shlomo Zalman is that usually when a person walks into a room or he walks into a chevra or he's somewhere, he's looking, he's looking, it's a normal, natural thing. He's looking to, to feed off of the energy of what's going on wherever he's going into. He's reacting to that energy as opposed to bringing my energy to the point where you're not even affected. It's, you're not even affected by your surroundings to the point where you're walking in with love and you're walking in with positivity and you're walking in with lack of judgment. You're walking in with acceptance. Really, it's, it's literally, I think, Baruch Hashem, the way this yeshiva is. When people come into this yeshiva, automatically you're hugged and you are embraced with positivity, acceptance, and growth. Because that's what this yeshiva is about. So, so too, you have to make yourself a rock. You have to make yourself a person of acceptance. You don't have to. Saying, you know, you can make yourself a, 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 you know, a, a negative person and you can be negative and you can, you know, be miserable. That Everybody has that choice and a decision to live your life. But when a person goes ahead and he starts and he says, I am going to be the pillar. I'm going to be the generator. I'm going to be a, 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 a lighthouse, so to speak. A lighthouse of, of light and positivity and love for others. And I'm going to generate love and positivity towards others. Then you're living in a different, in a different world, literally. You're literally living in a different world because you're walking around giving life, giving smiles, giving strength, giving to others as opposed to you're miserable and you're walking around waiting for everybody to make you happy. Walking around waiting for everybody to change in order so that you can feel good. Okay, beautiful. Um, thank you, Shlomo Zalman. Yes, Binyamin. hundred percent. So that's what beautiful Binyamin. So that's what we say. You can only give what you have. <clears throat> so if I don't have positivity in myself, if I don't have love within myself, if I don't have a certain good energy within myself, then I can't give that over. Correct. I can't give that over. I first need to learn to to love myself. I first need to learn to be positive. That's why we talk about being positive in your mind. You could go ahead and try and be positive outside there, but if you're not truly positive in here, it'll, it'll, 
be shown on the outside. Correct. Yes. So Yaakov. Just a quick point. Even yes. Even if you say something like really vague and non-specific, like, oh, he did something today, I'm not going to get into it. What tends to happen usually is that the other person will try and pressure you into getting it out of you. Exactly. Correct. Correct. Yeah, come on, tell me. Exactly. Correct. And then the whole thing Then it's over. Uh, Correct. Correct. That's what he says over here. He says, if a person says, someone asks you, what happens to, what happened to Shaul in school today? You may not answer, I can't tell you it's Lush and Hara. Now you could say again, so what are you supposed to say? If someone comes over you, oh, what happened over there? You can't say, oh, I can't tell you it's Lush and Hara. Why? Because that's already showing that he did something negative. You could say, listen, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't like talking about other people. I'm not talking about it. People know, again, the key that we've spoken about here in Sheer is that two things. Number one, you know who you're talking to if that conversation will end up being Lush and Hara. You know when you're going over to that roommate, you're going over to that friend, you're going over to that guy, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about other people. And then you know other people who you're not going to speak Lush and Hara to. So you sort of know what you're going to get before you get it. And like I say many times, this is a very, very, very important yesod. Very important. If someone is telling you Lush and Hara, if someone's talking to you Lush and Hara, and he's your close friend, Imagine you have a close friend and he is constantly talking to you, Lush and Hara, about somebody else. Guess what? Get yourself another friend. You know why? Because guaranteed, he's talking to somebody else about you. Don't think, don't think that a guy who's going to talk Lush and Hara about this guy, a guy who talks Lush and Hara does not discriminate. A, ta- a Lush and Hara talker is a Lush and Hara talker. He's not discriminating about, about, of, of anybody. Somebody who doesn't talk Lashon Hara is usually not going to talk Lashon Hara. And the greatest friends you will have and the greatest relationships you will have are with the people who work on saying, I don't want to talk about other people. I don't want to. It's one of the hardest things to do, but that's why we do this every day. Okay, Hashem should help us. Question, comments? Question, comments? Yes, nothing. Right, so, so great question, Asin. I think we learned the other day, um, <clears throat> let me see where it is. Uh, we learned the other day that, that, that you have to be careful with a double meaning statement. Meaning if something can be um, perceived in both ways, you have to be very careful. Does that make sense? I mean, a person has to be very careful. Let me see where it is. Yeah, Nassim, you here? Meaning, meaning, if you're if you're saying something that that could have a double meaning, then you're not supposed to say it because if you say one of the examples given was, "Oh, he's so funny," like, okay, or or for someone it could be not a good thing. So it depends who you're saying it to. Uh, he's funny. He's a funny guy. It depends how you're saying it. You're saying it positive or negative. So, 
if it's a double meaning. Correct. So you have to be careful, correct, who you're talking to. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, correct. But I'm saying what your example is, is true. If you say a statement that can be interpreted, I'm trying to find the page where he gave examples, where you're saying something that can be interpreted both ways, so then that's something that you have to be careful about. Yeah, for sure. All this is for listening also. <coughs> now what? Oh, here it is. Right, correct. Here it is. Double, double Nussin, page 84, day 31. Right? A double meaning comment. A comment that can be interpreted in either a positive or negative way about someone. My friend Shaul is quite funny. This can be interpreted in a positive manner. Shaul has a sense of humor. However, it can also be interpreted negatively. Shaul is quite strange. You got it? Yeah, page 85. Yes. Right. That's the safest. Right, right. Yeah, you, of course, for sure. For sure. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Okay, you see that, Nassim? It's a good point. You have to be careful. But whatever. Right, correct. That, that, those are the examples, right? That, those are the examples where you're allowed to. Correct. Okay, Hashem should help each other. Yes? Sure. When we say Loshanara is not to be spoken, is it that negativity shouldn't be about the other person, or that you shouldn't speak negativity? Right, so I think it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both. Is that is that Mitzorah, right? What, what, what's a, a Mitzorah? Someone who's, who, one of the punishments of that a Mitzorah is, is from speaking Lashonara. Mitzorah is Malashon Motzi Ra, which means what? You have Ra within you. You are bitter. You're angry. What are you doing? You're sharing your Ra with others. So what are you doing? You're sharing bad. <laughs> right? Negative and negative, right? Just in a math equation. I think he has this in, in um, I don't think it's in reinventing yourself. I think it's in one, 101 ways to mo- or 100 ways to motivate yourself from, from La Havel, from Steve Chandler. The author of Reinventing Yourself has a book of 100 ways to motivate yourself or to motivate others. He has both of them. But in one of them, I forgot which one he writes. He writes negatives. What do negatives do in math? It takes away. So negative to negative to negative, all it does is take away. It's all it does. It, it takes away. Positive to positive to positive, what does it do? It adds. It adds things. So yes, you're affecting not only yourself, you're affecting the person and you're affecting, that's why Lashon Har is terrible, because you're getting everybody involved in your problems in a negative way, not, not in a positive way. To get other people involved in your problems is the best. Could you help me? I'm such a negative guy, I hate that guy, I know I'm the problem. Then already you could talk. Meaning if you could talk to someone to say, this is something that people don't, 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 this is something that's important. If you go over to somebody 
to speak to somebody about somebody so you can help yourself heal or you can help yourself understand yourself better, that's how Lashon Hara. Adarab, the Chavetz Chaim says it's a mitzvah to listen to somebody who's doing that because you're helping them actually deal with their problems. You're helping them vent. Yes, Shmuel. <laughs> right, exactly. They think it's positive, right, correct. I thought about that in that cheshben also. Okay, yeah, good. Hashem should help us all. We should all be zocha. Simcha Rabba. We should all be zocha. Each and every one of us, we should be zocha. We should be zocha as this text that I got from this person just from listening to the shiurim. Just from listening to shiurim to be careful, literally to be careful that today and every day we're able to get rid of our negativity. We're able to feel the love to think the love, and again, just the chaz are over. Just because you don't see the positive doesn't mean anything. Look for it. Search for it. If everything you saw was positive, what would be the whole point of learning Hilchas Lashon Hara and Chavzayim? Everything would be great. That's not the way it works. It's a normal thing to see negativity. It's a normal thing. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, normal, I don't like the word, it's a typical, appropriate thing that people are negative. The goal is you want to change that by searching for the positive, looking for the positive, trying to see the positive in everything. Hashem should help us and all the Jewish people. We should all be zocha to today and every day to <clears throat> not speak any Lashon Hara as the Chavetz Chaim promises us that all we got to do is learn his safer, and through us learning his safer, it'll help us be more positive. It'll help us not speak Lashon Hara. It'll help us get all of the riches in all levels of a person who doesn't speak Lashon Hara. Us and all the Jewish people. Okay, here we go. We finally are at a very <coughs> incredible piece in the Mesil Sisharim. When the Mesil Sisharim is going to talk about one of the hottest topics that anybody could talk about especially nowadays. What is that topic? So again, we're in the topic of love. Yesterday we spoke about love. We ended off sheer, I think, pretty, pretty clear that love is not what they've sold us. They've sold us a bunch of lies. The world has sold us that love is not what it is. It's actually the opposite of what it is. Love is commitment. Love is dedication. As shy as we ended off the sheer yesterday, Right? So when do you get to all the love that the movies talk about? The answer is, the movies, Hollywood, and the world out there is filled with hate, depression, and divorce. Why? Because they don't have Mesil Shisharim. Because they don't have the real, true definition of love, of Ahava. And Ahava is about commitment. Ahava is about dedication. Ahava is about, is about sticking to something. That's why people nowadays, like we were talking about even athletes nowadays, there's no commitment. There's no commitment to, 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 to Canada. Where's the commitment to Canada? Where's the commitment or to LA. your champion? Or LA, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because someone who's lacking in commitment is lacking in commitment. Someone who's lacking, why are you protecting him so much? What's well, with you and Kwai? Talk of LeBron James. Same thing. It says that Kwai is the same as LeBron James. It's all the same thing. You jump, exactly. You jump, you jump, 
You jump from one team to another team, there's no commitment, there's no dedication, there's no loyalty. There's no loyalty. There's no loyalty. He, he can feed his family. There's no, there's no, loyal, there's no loyalty. The pshat is, the pshat is, is that when a person wants to have, when a person wants to have dedication and love and commitment to himself, how do you, when do you love yourself? You love yourself. Ready for this one? When do you love yourself? When you're committed to yourself. When you're dedicated to yourself. Right? Why, are, why is this the problem? Why is this the problem? This is, this, I'm sorry, let me say better. What, what's, sorry, let me retract. This is not the problem, but I'm saying, but what does this represent? What this represents is where am I dedicated to? What am I committed to? If someone, if someone is committed to social media, if someone is dedicated to, to worrying about everybody else's chasing everybody in Menachem Goldberger's language, chasing everybody else's tail. So then you're not dedicated and committed to yourself. People want to know, how do, I, how do you love yourself? You know how you love yourself? You don't go ahead and sit around and go, I love you, I love you. Okay, affirmations are also good. You look in the mirror, you say, I love you, I love you, I love you. You know how you show love to yourself? When you dedicate your life to yourself. When you spend time working on yourself and you don't spend time worrying about everybody else. When you're willing to sacrifice other people for yourself. When you, I'm going to say this, and this is the truth. If there's a friend of yours who you can't say, I can't hang out with this guy anymore because this guy's bad for me. So who, know who you're loving more than yourself? You're loving your friend more than you're loving yourself because I'm too afraid to say no to him. So I'm saying no to myself. How many times, and this is a normal thing, the Ramchal talks about it, peer pressure. How many times a person could go ahead and sell his life for money? So what do you value more? Money. How many times could a person sell himself to his bed? So what do you value more? What do you love more? You love your bed. What is that showing? That's abuse. You're abusing yourself. You're abusing yourself. That's personal abuse. And when a person is not happy with himself... What if you think you can use more sleep? Good. That's fine. That's fine. I've said that many times, right? You could have two guys. One guy watches three hours. I'm going to say it. One guy watches three hours of Netflix, and another guy watches an hour of Netflix. The guy who's watching an hour of Netflix is dysfunctional, and the guy who watches, I'm going to give four hours. I'll give, I'll give the guy four hours of Netflix. I will. I'm giving you four hours. Right? Oh, so this is to answer you, Shia. Four hours of Netflix, this guy, healthy, functional guy. And this guy's watching one hour of Netflix. This guy doesn't love himself. What's the shot? So we've said this before. A guy goes ahead and he says, I'm going to treat myself over the weekend. I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to be in the base medrash. I'm giving in my phone. I'm going ahead and I'm not watching anything. I'm going to dedicate myself to myself for this week. Over the weekend, you know what I'm going to do? I'll watch a movie or two over the weekend. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Then you have another guy who's watching Netflix because he's got nothing better to do. Because he's not in tune to himself. He's not doing it because he wants to watch. He's doing it because he's got nothing else doing. So it's not how much you're watching. It's not how much you're sleeping. It's what you're doing in bed. Why you're sleeping. 
if I'm going to sleep because I want to get a good night's sleep so I can have a great day or I need a break, I need to relax. Great, beautiful. That's what beds are for. Hug your pillow, go enjoy, chill, relax, get a good thick mattress, relax, put on the AC, put on some music. Mm, thank you, Hashem. That's loving yourself. But sleeping late is hating yourself. Sleeping late is not because you love yourself. Sleeping late is you can't get yourself out of bed because you hate yourself. Because if you loved yourself... What? You don't even love your body. You don't love your body. Because it's more enjoyable. Because it's more enjoyable. Because you don't love... Because you don't... First of all, because you could get a great night's sleep and love your body, get seven, eight hours of sleep. A guy who sleeps... And ready? I've been there, done that. Been there, done that. So I don't even need anyone's approval on this. But everyone's going to approve because we're all human and this is what happens. When you're sleeping late, you hate your bed. You can't get comfortable. You're rolling around. You're not as comfortable as when you get a good, nice nap. You get a good sleep. You don't even enjoy it anymore. It's disgusting. Correct? So there goes your body. So that's where love is. That's where love begins. Love begins with the dedication. Yes. First of all, I have to say, everybody, we must, everybody, it's almost like, it's almost worth it to have him walk in the room so we can all stand up and give. You guys don't, nobody, I mean, I don't mean guys don't know. There's a person who just came, I don't even want to say he came back to yeshiva. In my mind, he's been in yeshiva. He's been in yeshiva. I consider him literally one of the pillars. One of the pillars, literally. This person is literally one of the pillars of this yeshiva. He knows what dedication is. He knows what hard work is. He knows what it is to be a real person. He's a leader. He's a leader in the type of person he is. He doesn't care about nobody, not in a bad way. He does what he's got to do. It's an honor to have back in the base matter. I don't know how we survived without him. Ellie Shane. A powerhouse of a powerhouse. He's actually, Ellie Shane happens to be, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say because we haven't spoken in a while, Ellie happens to be my nutritionist. Ellie happens to be my mentor when it comes to, you know, I'm a little embarrassed because I've been a little bit off track. We got to talk. We said we were going to talk the other day. I'm like, okay, now we got to schedule something for you because that was for me. You know, I needed to, but Ellie's a person, literally, Baruch Hashem. It's a, it's, I feel so good that you're back for many reasons, but really for the yeshiva, for yourself, Dedication, commitment. That's what love is. Now let's move on to number two. Question, comments, because we're moving on to a subject that's going to be... Mm, I love this next subject. Yes, uh, uh, yeah. What, what's the place we're at? We're some, uh, next thing is it. We're... Yes, Mayor. Uh, Abed was giving examples of what dedication isn't to yourself. That what? Uh, well, what's your question? What do you mean? Well, well, but Mayor, a little bit. 
That's true, but it's a little bit like saying like, oh, being a parent, loving is different. For me, loving is, uh, is not buying my kids any present. You know what I'm saying? There are. I'm not sure what you're saying. What 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 are you what are you asking? I'm saying getting up. Every, I don't think anyone. I don't think anybody would disagree that loving yourself is getting up early, getting up early in the morning, taking a jog, brushing your teeth, taking a good shower, reading a little bit, meditating a little bit. Feeling, and I don't think anybody would agree that that's loving yourself. And hating yourself would be, would be sitting in bed till 12 o'clock in the afternoon, till 2 o'clock in the afternoon, picking up your phone, checking your messages, scrolling through st- other people's tales. So everybody would agree that that's more hating yourself, right? That's one example. But good point. Yes, Rabbi. I'm just really happy that, that I don't know why it just hit me, but... Uh, I don't even have um, whatever. I don't have this uh, ability, but like you said about giving in your phone and just in your muscle, um, I think that that's like a big, you know. Uh, I think it's like important, like like you know, if you elaborate, you know, like like the change that it makes. You know, in, in reinventing yourself. You know, in, in his other book, he talks about like a news diet, like right, whole, right. Like even if like nothing to do with religion, just right. like you know. Even, you know, even if a person does work on that, good. Because he has to okay, good. Like, so let me let me just let me just address what Rabbi Simkarab is saying. There are there, let's chazer. And for those who never heard this, for those who never heard this, and this is one of the books you must read in your life, especially when you will be in a relationship, right? The five love languages. Now I'm going to talk about one love language, which is what Rabbi Simkarab is referring to, which is a very powerful love language. The love language basically means, just to chazer over, love language means is that there are five ways of communicating love. One is by talking about love, telling someone I love you. One is by hugging, touching someone. That's number two, you show affection, you show love. The third one, I'm not going in exact order of the book, the third one is spending quality time. The fourth one, right, spending time with the person. Number four is doing chores, right? Washing the dishes for your wife. That would be showing love. And the fifth one is, Yishai? Gifts, giving presents. Now, why is it love languages? Because all of us speak a few of those languages better. So I could be someone who gives a lot of gifts because that's my language of love. But you, your language of love is a hug. So if I never give you a hug, and I just buy you gifts. So I'm like, look, I showed you, I love you. Gifts, gifts, gifts. But you're like, I need a hug. So that's why children, we're not getting into this right now, but basically that's why children and husbands and wives could say, but I love her, I've been doing the dishes every day, but you never told her that you love her. So therefore, she doesn't hear the language of your love. Okay, that's not a conversation for now. The reason I'm bringing this out is to answer Absim Karabu or maybe to expound or Absim Karabu wants me to expound. Quality time. When you spend time with somebody and you spend time with somebody, most of the time that's a big love language. What are you showing when you spend time? You ever see a father and a son in a restaurant? You ever see a father and a son go out and the father, I remember the first time I saw this from cell phones in the five towns, 
I saw somebody walking into a restaurant holding their kid's hand. He was on a phone call. He went out to lunch with his son. I was going to mamish like punch the guy in the face, right? He went out with his son. He went out with his son to a restaurant. The entire time he was on the phone, this was before iPhones. This was in the cell phone, the flip phone days. And this guy had an earpiece, and he's sitting there talking the entire time on the phone. And his son is sitting there, literally spacing out by himself. I had such a drop in my heart. I'm still talking about it now, but about 20 years later. Saying like, like where's the love? That's not love. That's, that's, that's borderline abuse. You're taking out your son. Get off the stupid phone and talk to your son or listen to the son, right? Everybody agrees that that would be a language of love to show. So what Reb Simcha Rabbah is saying is when you give in your phone and you don't go on your phone all day, so what you're doing technically is you're spending quality time with who? With yourself. But what happens if you don't like doing that? Well... Well, 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 you have to learn how to love yourself. That's all you got to do. What does that mean? Well, let's say, ready? Ready? Let's say it's hard for you to spend time with your son. Let's say it's hard for you to spend time with your wife. It's going to be. You know what? I hope it is because that means you're busy doing something. I hope you're not bored sitting around saying, oh, I'm waiting to spend time with my wife. I'm waiting to spend time with my kids. No, you're busy living your life. You're going to have to make time to spend with your wife and kids. So if right now you're spending time, like I say, the biggest clop in Gehenna, the first clop in Gehenna is going to be when a person's buried, right? And he's not buried with his cell phone. And there's no service down there. He's going to be like, now what do I do? Now I'm left, now I'm left with myself and I hate myself. So you better start loving yourself now. Was that enough, Rupsim Kharaba? You want more? Yeah. I want to say something afterwards. Okay, go. One, two. Yeah, uh, so basically, in Chavez, and then Chavez, so Aaron said something amazing uh, that like, really stuck with me. I thought about it a lot. So he said basically, uh, discipline equals freedom, right? Right. And uh, what he was saying basically is that we're not actually free 100%. Like, if I hold you in the room, you can't leave. Well, our biggest limitation is always going to be ourselves. So with discipline, then we're free of ourselves. What does that mean? So basically, if, if we're looking at ourselves, like there's the good part of us and the bad part. The good part would be our values, our commitments, our character, things we want to work on, things like that. And the bad part would be basically giving in to all these things, meaning I want to stay in bed, I don't feel like doing it, um, instant gratification, all these types of things. So basically, once we, we have discipline over the bad side of us, then we're free to go after the good side of what we want, which is better loving ourselves, because it's actually choosing where you're investing your time, who, who you're going to give into, who you're going to work Beautiful. with. Beautiful. 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 Before, before, can I just say, I just, I just want to add, I saw Pshat, you're going to love this Pshat. It says, Kol Yisrael Yesh Lahem Chelek Laolam Haba. What does that mean? Every Jew has a portion in the next world. That's a fact. You have a, a portion in the next world. But I saw Pshat this Shabbos. Yeah, but how many people have a portion in this world? I love that. What does that mean? Uh, what, I'm at, what it means is, if you're not 
doing what Shlomo Zalman's saying, and you're not disciplining yourself, and you're not living the proper way, then you don't have a chalik in this world. Next world, you'll get your chalik. You'll get your chalik in the next world. You'll get your oilam haba. But what's your oilam haza? You're miserable. You're a miserable wreck. You're a prisoner in your own, in your own house. You're a prisoner in your own body. That's what's called a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, uh, right, right. Uh, I guess you got to bring that around. That was an RJ way, right? That's what they had in our day when it came out. They all said the cell phone. They said, because when everyone started off with the Bluetooth, they had it on the ear. They said it's like the, the Eved, that is the uh, Adinov, right? That you take, his, you take his ear to the door and you say, buddy, you're mine forever, right? Yeah, Shlaim. Now we'll wrap it up. All right, we didn't even get to the, the, to the piece. That was just the introduction, so we'll have to wait for tomorrow. Yeah, go ahead. Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning, so Matzah Shabbos, I went to this pizza shop, very famous pizza shop. There's tons of people. I didn't end up buying anything there because there was too many people. So anyway, I was waiting there a little bit, waiting to leave with a few friends. And everyone's on their phone. Everyone. I refused to take my phone out. I was very awkward. Something hit me. Uh, it's not the me, like, wow, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm the most comfortable around here. Everybody is not even here. I'm okay. You're the only one that is. Beautiful. Sky is Okay, we'll have to uh, pick up. We'll have to pick up uh, tomorrow, Mitzvah with with the next piece. Just to give a little uh, foreshadowing where we're going to go tomorrow, Be'ezus Hashem where the Ramchal is going from this. You know what comes after this? And Shai, it actually answers your question. The next thing that comes from this is Simcha, happiness, Simcha. After that dedication, after that commitment, you know what happens? Simcha. Now, I'm not going to say just plain old happiness, because we'll talk about that, but, but when you're committed and you're dedicated and you're all in in your own life about you, what happens from that comes something that you can't describe. And that is an inner peace. That is a, a feeling of fulfillment. That is something that the Shechina HaKadosha, the Holy Shechina, God, rests with people who have that Simcha. Which means, could you imagine being a vehicle? Could you imagine being a person that Hashem says, I want to hang out with that guy. Obviously Hashem loves all of us, but the point is, where does Hashem choose to place Himself? He chooses to place Himself with those who have this simcha. And where does this simcha come from? It comes as a result of this dedication. And the curses, it's a pasuk in, in the Torah. It's literally a pasuk in the Torah. People think that it's a, that a Rav Nachman, that it's a Hasidic shot, that it's a Breslover shot. Right? To say, oh, mitzvah gedoyle aliyah b'simcha. Where do you think Rav Nachman got that from? You know where Rav Nachman got it from? From the Torah. To be a Jew. Because what does it say? Tachas asher lo avadatas Hashem elokecha b'simcha. Where do all the curses come from? The curses come when you don't know how to enjoy life. You don't know, like we said, call Yisrael Yeshleim Chelek Lolam Haba. Everyone's got a Chelek there. But when you can't enjoy this life, and you know what? It's so true. 
Because you know what? You're not only miserable, you're making your wife miserable. You're making your kids miserable. You're making the people at shul miserable. You're making your roommate miserable. You make everybody around you miserable. A happy person makes his wife happy, makes his kids happy, makes all the people around him happy. Yes, sure. I think it's also fundamental because if you look at what brings them, which is what we explained, it's by living. So mitzvah to live. That's what you commanded to do. Beautiful. 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 Sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha. Most importantly, don't forget, Avar Avera U. Yes. You can ask me. Yeah, I'm getting nervous over here. Yeah. What's my mission statement? Well, Okay, good. Let's hear. So I was saying about the phone thing. So I, I was having, for like the last while, I was having a very hard time movies and TV shows. I love I get in here for hours. But with the help of Rabbi Yaakov over here, we came up with a thing that, that I only watch on the weekends. And I'll be keeping to it. And it's a lot of it's been going great for me. You enjoy it even more. The week and then the weekend comes and I get to watch my love and I'm enjoying it. And I wanted to say that Rebbe says that a person's natural like state is they want to be, they want to have, they want to do stuff. Right. And they want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, when I realized that that makes me happy, it was part of the discipline, the discipline to be happy. Like, you think that you just do things because you want to be happy. It's not true. Because to be happy, things, you need discipline. You need to be like, okay, I'm only going to do that once a week. I'm not going to take out my phone here. Beautiful. And then when you have that discipline and that freedom, Beautiful. 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 Amazing. 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 Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha. First of all, yes. One last thing. Sorry. Yes. Last time, the so after uh, what we were saying basically, so we discussed that, that loving is by giving, right? Right. So, so we always say love yourself. But what are you actually giving to yourself? We all know that giving comes with sacrifice. So like, one way or another, either you're not going to love yourself, or you're going to love yourself, which means you're sacrificing something. The question is like, what are we focused? What are we sacrificing? What, who are we giving to? Like we said, there's the two sides. Correct. So it's like it's all in there. You got to figure out where, like what you're actually taking. Beautiful, out. beautiful, beautiful. Shalmaz Almas, go. And I want to just say, beautiful. I want to just end off. This is very important. Is that by the fact that 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 you're here. The fact that you're in Yeshiva, the fact that you're in Mesil Sisharim, the fact that you're in the base Medrash, the fact that you're up in the morning is a sign that you love yourself. And it's a sign that you're committed to yourself and that you're dedicated to yourself. What I would suggest to everybody is to remember your why. Remember why you're here in the base Medrash. Remember why you're here in Israel. Remember why you came to Mesil Sisharim. Remember why you're up. Remember what your goals are. Because the more you remember the why of that you're doing what you're doing, it's easier for you to give yourself that love because deep down, there's only one person who's going to take care of you. At the end of the day, as hard as it is to hear this, the earlier you hear this, the healthier you will be. There's only one person who will take care of you in your life, and that is you. That is you. You're the one who's going to care for yourself the most or you're going to care for yourself the least. And don't worry about your past. Don't worry, don't worry about what you've done in your past. Don't worry about your past thoughts. Don't worry about your past failures. Winners are not people who don't fail. Winners are people who don't quit. Shalom.
That's what winners are. So don't quit. Don't give up on loving yourself. Don't give up on dedicating yourself to yourself because that's where everything comes from. Hashem should help us all to realize and remember that the fir- today is the first day of the rest of our life. Let's live it the way we want to live it. As Rav Simcha Rabbah says, go create yourself an incredible day. Yeah. 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 Yeah.